This week on the Podland Trailcasters. Dude, dude, I've been looking. I've been no. looking for a nickname. I've been looking no. for a nickname. I'm not one to turn down stickers, man. I have like multiple Tupperwares or boxes around the house. Dude, props to you for getting this Discord server going. I don't think I'd have the bandwidth for it. Skate stickers back in the day versus uh, <laughs> stickers from cideries and breweries that I worked at. Pumpkin, pumpkin pie know, is no. the laziest pie you could make. You shut your Oh, you shut man, your we're about mouth. to mute this. Yeah. Mic test. Testing, testing. I just turned it on vampire mode because I'm really pasty. It's been like a year since I've been here, so everything's new to me. I can see you spent some time on this. I've spent many uh, a decade thinking about this. A lot of, uh, a lot of research. It's a perfect food. Mac and cheese, tacos, and pie. That, like, we're almost on a Mount Rushmore of, like, comfort oh, food. Oh, 100%. I don't, I don't know, pizza or lasagna filling in here on the fourth end. Pizza uh, Okay, pie. let's see. Oh, okay, fair. Good, food. I'm glad it's included. And I haven't even tried threads. Do you disc golf? Oh, I do. I was going to say, you seem like a disc golfer. Crazy. And when everyone says, oh, that's a dumb idea, yeah, well, the in-season tournament's a dumb idea, so there's no such thing as a dumb idea. <laughs> It's like you're opening up the briefcase in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> Tons of stickers. Sad part is, is Rip City Drive's doing it. I've been trying to get Keith to do that for the last two years. Like, I'm a professional <laughs> outfit compared to a radio but, station. Yeah, you, you want to know the... Which is why I almost didn't do this podcast. I'm like, oh, look, I'll, it's 9 o'clock. I'll jump in on the end. I jump in and love Zugs and hate mail. What the hell's going on? <laughs> all right, all right. Let's do this. Uh, all right. Discord's recording. You got your garage band going? Uh, not yet. I was waiting for you to give me the word. And we will do a three, two, one. Hello, Rip City. To all you ladies and gentlemen and everyone in between, whether you are in town or out of town or in any corner of these worldwide interrupts, welcome to episode 226 of the Podland Trailcasters, and thank you for tuning in. The voice you are currently hearing is none other than the not-so-vanilla Hood River Girl and myself. That would make me Keith Feltner-Smith, but I am not alone. Just like the Blazers, we've got a new addition to our roster and aim to make him part of the regular rotation, so here to transform this dueling duo of Chris and I into a Trailcasters trio, despite one third of that trio being absent tonight and Chris the intrepid interviewer of many a Blazers legend the host of the busted bucket podcast another member of our discord come and join the discord link is in the episode description he is a veteran podcaster so just don't call him rookie Tim Sniffles Johnson what's up buddy oh I can't get rid of that sniffles can I sniffles <laughs> you know, it's, it's hard to shake the sniffles man it's hard, hard they don't go away easy it did you know they didn't but man I didn't know that was gonna stick this long Hey, look, you know I, what? I, I, can I just get some air horns in the back? Like, I'll be <laughs> like, what's up, Rip City? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You know what? After, doing after, it. after, after doing it, I don't think I like it. We gotta, we gotta <laughs> hit the drawing board. <laughs> We're gonna, we'll, we'll workshop that more. And the nickname too. I, I sniffles is sticking around, but I, I'm. It, it may be a bit of a stopgap. If I hear a better nickname. Uh, you know, t- Tim the Gobbler Johnson or something like that after the holidays. We, we, we'll figure something out. I'm, I'm just saying. It's, it's, a, it's fluid, Tim. We could get a new nickname in there. Dear you Lord. just got to give me something to work with. Uh, no, don't, <laughs> don't do that one. We'll come up with something. You, maybe, that is fine. Maybe your listeners hey. should come up with something. 
Oh, there we go. We can put it out to the listeners, or we can put it out to the Discordians as well, or both. If you're a listener and you're not on Discord yet, you are behind, my friend. Come and join the party. Come and join the fun. Episode is in the description. Yes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Uh, As as I've said before many times, too, it was a long summer where we didn't have a lot of episodes. Even now, we've had some delays, lots of tech difficulties on my end. My computer has crashed out. GarageBand just took a (laughs) on me a while ago completely. It's in the air, man. It is. It's going around. But the Discord has been hopping the entire time. We've had a great time all summer. We've had an amazing preseason and start of the season so far. Uh, I have I have zero complaints. And in fact, this seems like a good as uh, as good of a spot as any to slip in here. One of our first co- contributions from the Discord. We have a whole bunch of listener questions that we're going to get to later. But we have one that felt more like an intro question for you and I, Tim. And that is from our guy Paint PDX asking, "What are your favorite holiday traditions and/or meals?" So tell me about your holiday and tell me about your your favorite traditions around them. Ooh, all right. Well, I mean. I know we're going to do love hugs and hate mail later, but I'm going to send all my friends that dislike turkey hugs <laughs> this for November. <laughs> I'm sorry. Me personally, I love turkey. I'm, I'm, I've been dubbed the turkey man in my family. I make the turkey every year. It was great this year. Um, but as far as traditions, it's, it's really just about the food. And it, so, oh, yeah, it's, there, there's always, the gathering, there's the people in the family, but it's the food. It's, it's the, the food. It's the food yeah, and forget together. the people. It's the food. <laughs> and I tell you what, uh, pro tip, if you're not putting the butter in between the skin and the meat, you're doing it wrong. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, put some herbed butter underneath that skin. You will thank me. I promise you my inbox is open. Anyway. Trail, so, Trailcasters is suddenly turkey cooking. T- t- it's still yeah, TC, dude, I'll so teach turkey you how to make it. with Tim. I'll teach you how to make a turkey. It's easy. <laughs> anyway, uh, I make cheese rolls. Cheese rolls was oh, a big thing in my family. Okay, Everybody loves okay. cheese rolls. And here's the thing. I'm lactose intolerant, but I will eat a thousand of these things. So we, we got to do um, uh, the cheese rolls, the turkey, And my wife, absolutely, no exceptions, has to have sweet potatoes. And I will say, this this year, my mother-in-law killed it on the sweet potatoes. And I'm not a big sweet potato guy. Love sweet potato fries. Can't stand sweet potatoes. She Okay, okay. She, every year, I mean, being polite, I will take a spear of sweet potato because she she cuts them she cuts them into quarters right and then she oh my god man this year i couldn't get enough yeah man i i couldn't get enough she she cooked them all day in this like i don't even know like this cinnamon maple glaze and it was phenomenal phenomenal it's getting the family together breaking bread with each other as long as that bread is cheese rolls and (laughs) turkey and the sweet potatoes it used to be that we always had to have a ham but nobody in my family likes ham besides me so i talked to my wife about it and i was like look can we just come to a compromise and and we ended up compromising and we don't make ham (laughs) 
<laughs> that's the compromise. Yeah, is, that's the compromise. No Dude, I, first of all, family traditions, especially around the holidays, it, it key. It, it is all about the food. I'm not arguing with you on that, but I love it. Like you're saying, the the idea of that's what traditions are for, man. It's kind of keeping yeah. those those things alive, those times alive when you gather together and try and just you know uh, the the people you don't get to see too often, but you still want to show and express your love for. I guess uh, a less than positive tradition normally in recent years. Because Abby and I live out here in Hood River and we're a little further away from most of our family around the Portland and kind of Tualatin area. Mm -hmm. Normally we're, we're hopping around, we're, we're going across all these different spots trying to visit family at two or three or four houses. And you get stressed, you get tired, you run behind, you don't see people as much as you want to. You always Every end up time. with leftovers, but it's not the same. And, uh, and this year we had a bunch of our family, my dad as well as Abby's dad uh, and mother came out to see us in Hood River. We had a really nice meal down by the waterfront, beautiful view, beautiful clear day, and I gotta say Tim, they both had traditional turkey or some of them had traditional turkey dinners. I believe someone had a plant-based uh, dinner as well. I, myself, sir, I had crab linguine. That was oh, my you son of a meal. It was so damn good. I That's even had a I even had some fried calamari as an appetizer. It was delicious. Oh, it was I'm coming really, to your house really well time. made. Oh no, this this believe this. I, I wish I could take credit for this cooking, but this was down at the waterfront. This was a a very nice. I, I think it was a Riverside restaurant down here in Hood River. Ooh, and, yeah. uh, all props. It was amazing. They had a very nice setup for Thanksgiving, uh, and it was great, man. It was nice to be able to. Again, it wasn't our cooking, which normally I know it might be like a Thanksgiving sin, but it was nice to not have to do the cleanup, to be able to kind of go home with the leftovers and be like, ah, oh, we saw family. We took a walk on the waterfront after with the dogs and kind of, you know, my family's maybe a little afraid of my dog. Uh, and so it was kind of a good good way to kind of reintroduce <laughs> and, and get some time in there. But it was a good afternoon, man. I, I enjoyed it. As far as like... Can you hear me now? Action. We can hear you now, yes. sir. There he is. Just in time to tell us about his Thanksgiving. How'd it go, bro? Oh, it was hectic. It was wonderful. It was like my one day off in the month of November. So, you know, take advantage. <laughs> <laughs> hectic and wonderful, I think, is pretty much the exact like that. That is the, the, the simplest uh, description of the holidays to me. Controlled, it was controlled chaos. There you go. <laughs> Every holiday is, chaos. brother. Every holiday is. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. If it's not uh, controlled it, chaos, you're not doing it. Yeah, right. absolutely. Holiday traditions, though. Paint P. Dex is asking about holiday traditions. I would say hanging lights, whether it's Halloween lights, Christmas lights. Uh, Thanksgiving doesn't get lights, I know. But, you know, for Thanksgiving, maybe substitute pumpkin pie for the lights. But what about you guys? What, like, favorite? You said food in general, Tim. I'm, I'm good with that. I'm not even going to – you don't have yeah. to go specific. But. Oh, you know what? I do have – I'm going to throw in some hate here, too. I know we're not there yet, but oh, I'm yeah. throwing in some hate mail. <laughs> okay. Can we, can we step off of the pumpkin pie for Thanksgiving? Like, for real. Oh, is that your hate mail? Dude. You're hating on pumpkin pie? I don't want to hate too much. I mean, I love pie. I'm a pie Damn guy. Damn right. I'm there's really no right back off. There, <laughs> there's really no bad pie. There's just good pie and better pie, right? Bless her heart. My wife makes very good pie, but she makes my two least favorite pies on Thanksgiving. Marionberry oh. and pumpkin. <laughs> Pumpkin oh, what pie. What the hell? What is wrong with you? Dude. Those sound I, like Marionberry pie. You lead with that as like a okay, bad pie? The, I'm not saying it's a bad pie. The flavor is Not a bad pie. Not a bad. Personally, I don't like berry pies because I don't like the seeds getting stuck in my teeth. Oh, I just, dude, I hate I, the I, feeling. Okay. So You probably don't Marionberry, like tapioca and, either. And I fucking love tapioca. You're, you're, you're just a walking contradiction, bro. <laughs> I know, man. I know. Tim the contradiction. Pumpkin pie. Bro, they are all the same. 
I don't care what you do to them. They're all oh, the same. Oh, damn. You give me a different yeah. pumpkin. You give me your favorite pumpkin pie, I guarantee you it tastes the same to me. I'm I'm just I, how many of these are how many of these are store bought pumpkin pies that we're talking about? None of about, them. Though? What? Really? Okay, okay. I'm I like you said there are no bad pies, so I'm not going to take any shots at any cooks, but uh you pumpkin it's it's easy to to distinguish. You can get some stuff going in there. Chris, Pum- are you a pumpkin, pumpkin pie fan? Pumpkin oh, no, pie um, is the laziest pie you could make. You shut your Oh, you man, shut we're about to mouth. mute this mother. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a November baby. I love pumpkin pie. I love everything pumpkin. There you go. It's in your blood. <laughs> you love you love pumpkin spice lattes too? Hell yeah, I'm a November baby, baby. Get out of here. <laughs> Just because you're born in November doesn't mean you have to love pumpkin spice. It pretty much does. Let's get to the love, hugs, and hate mail. The internationally renowned, world-famous, universally acclaimed love, hugs, and hate mail. I got some love to to, to spread here too, but Tim, let, let me, uh, you know, veteran rookies, a rookie veteran, uh, turkey man, can, can, uh, contradictions, the contradictions. That's the new nickname we're going to work in there for you. You please lead the way for us. <laughs> What was the question after all that? <laughs> <laughs> love, love. Let's see. I've got some. I got some love. I, you know, uh, and this is more. Chris probably has more to say about it than I do, but I think it was last night on the. Was it the Rip City Drive? Um, somebody was complaining about kids taking over, talking about oh, video today? games. Yeah. Was that today? Okay. That yeah. Today. yeah, Today, I gotta send a lot of love to Chad uh, for for getting those high school kids on there because that's that's dope. I didn't hear it. But I saw I saw all the yeah so all so the messages about what it. had happened was there was people bitching on Twitter because they turned on to the Rift City Drive and it wasn't sports it was it was two high school kids talking about Call of Duty and sledgehammer games and stuff like that <laughs> but on on Tuesday morning Chad was kind enough to take all the equipment down to Cascade High School and uh, they have a broadcasting class and let these kids write their own segments and then record them and then Hell told him yeah, he was going to play them on the radio which he did. And, you know, heaven forbid uh, people like, oh, my God, I just want to hear you talk about sports because as a talking head, we're just supposed to be robots who only talk about what the <laughs> listener wants to hear for three hours. Like sometimes you just <laughs> go off the rails. Full disclosure, go back and watch the honestly go back and watch the stream uh, from the Rip City Morning Show this morning. Which, no, like there's this one guy on our Twitter stream or on our YouTube streams because we are live. So if you guys are bored, remember mornings, drives, courtside Monday, we're all live on YouTube. It's pretty sweet sad part is is rip city drives doing it. i've been trying to get keith to do that for the last two years but it's so like i'm some professional outfit yeah. compared to a radio but, station yeah <laughs> you, you want to know the only yeah you want to know the only reason rip city drive and anything on rip city radio is on youtube keith that guy yeah, me so guy. The, you, you hey, had you, me you you, you, you get us me. on there but then. don't look at me i'm so game but we had we had this guy this morning and he he this guy you know listen this guy watches everything he watches the morning show, the afternoon show. He'll watch the pregame show, the postgame show. And all he does is comment about how he hates everything. Oh, I hate Chauncey <laughs> Billups. I hate this show. I hate that you don't do this. And like, he's like telling me how he hates how the morning show doesn't have callers. And he doesn't like, and then he's like telling me how I don't listen to him. And he's a smart guy and I should listen to him. I'm like, dude, shut up. <laughs> and a couple minutes later, there's a sign behind us. It's the old Nurk fever, fever sign. It sits behind yeah, Chad. Nice. I changed the N to B. So it's Burke fever. You know, nice. I'm Burke. He's like, you should change that to jerk fever since you're being a jerk. And I'm like, did you really <laughs> say he, that 10 minutes after you told Burgundy? me to? 
and it all starts we did a segment called Worldwide Wednesday where Brendan, the producer, just takes ran a random news story. It's not even sports related, and we talk about it because guess what? I love sports. You guys love sports. Talking about sports for three hours a day, Monday through Friday, is tedious. You gotta mix it up. But anyway, that just that's my rant for people. If I oh I'm sorry I didn't talk about exactly the one topic you wanted me to talk about. Sorry I couldn't read your mind. Anyway, bad love to Chad, handing it back to the kids. That's fantastic. That was amazing. <laughs> I like that sign-off, too. Handing it back to the kids. <laughs> I called you uh, Bully Burkhart for a long time. I kind of like uh, Chris Jerkhart. That might Chris be a good Jerkhart. one. Chris Jerkhart. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love Burk uh, Fever. I think I've got Burk, Burk Fever. Burk right Fever. Yeah, Burk see? Fever. See? <laughs> my first submission here is going to be holiday-themed as well. Mac and cheese. Wait, wait, are you sending some love, hugs, or hate mail for mac and cheese? Mac and cheese just in general? Well, there, there's some context here. I don't know if you guys saw the uh, game the other night with Shaden Sharp. Oh, he yeah. was, uh, there, there was one of these segments uh, asking him about his favorite sides. They were going, you know, casserole uh, versus green beans. And yeah. mac and cheese was an early winner, and it just coasted through. Mac and cheese all the way to the top. Mm -hmm. Shane's absolute favorite thing is mac and cheese. He said mac and cheese a whole bunch of different times. Mac and cheese, mac and cheese. Mac, uh, just he, many different versions of mac and cheese from Shane's uh, uh, somewhat monotone delivery. And uh, I started yelling mac and threes when he was hitting shots. And then when he was on the other end, he got a block. I said mac and D's. So mac and cheese is Shane's new nickname. I'm sending all the love to mac and cheese. So uh... <laughs> mac and D's. Oh my mac God. And I have so many things I could say right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm into it, man. I'm into it. Yes. I love mac and cheese. Yes. How could you hate mac and cheese? It's a perfect food. How could you hate mac and cheese? It's it's a perfect everything. It's 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 smooth. It's it's hot. Dude, it, uh, it's, it's it's a good comfort food. It it's carries right a giant there. load, just like Shaden Sharp has been. God damn it, Keith. I'm gonna give you one that really should be the topic of love hugs and hate mail, and then the old format it would dominate anyway. But uh, this <laughs> wonderful uh, in-season tournament that the NBA is putting on. <laughs> there we go. The the in-season tournament is it's it's very much hugs for me. It is a very mild, uh, not too excited, not too pissed. Uh, it, it's it's been fun. The courts were interesting, but somewhat a little much. It's a solid hug for me. Don't, I'm, don't, I'm in on it. I don't want to see it gone, but uh, but it's I, I need to see more. Don't cheat. Can you tell me the teams that they played that were actually tournament games? It was every Tuesday and Friday, and we played. Lakers was one of them. Uh. Jazz, Kings? No, not Kings. Suns. No, Suns uh, was it, right? Because they had a weirdly. I'm gonna give you. They, they had a. I'm gonna give you points for that. I don't know how many people would remember that though. Well, because I, I remember the Suns one because it was, it was very purple. I'm like, is this a Suns court or a Jazz court or something? Well, like anyway, regardless yeah. what you think about the games, on the courts are all horrendous. They, they those are not all of them. Not all <laughs> of them. Oh, I'm I disagree. Which one? No, I'm lumping all in because here's the ones. Even the nice ones, uh, Tim, they're guilty by association because they're part <laughs> of all this. <laughs> like, like, look, I actually loved Portland's. Oh, too too red. Really, I loved it. Too, I wanted I to red. go to a game just to just to look at the court. Too red. I hate so the red. red. Hot no, take. I, I hate the it. red around the border right now. I like the old school black, baby. If I it, in my ideal world, I show up to Moda and it and it and it is a black outline and a white key area, just like the old days, baby. Mm, I, I like oh, that. I'd be happy. I'd I be like happy. that too. I can't hate on that, but I I liked the court. I did, and All you right. know what? I'm not a big fan of OKC, but I loved their court. I loved how the OKC popped. 
I see that some of them did pop. The red in the red for the Blazers, I didn't mind the the middle kind of the wood color floor they had going in there the red was a lot man and even with the, the regular court you're talking about now chris i i kind of like the striping and kind of the, what they've got going but yeah it doesn't feel complete it feels like kind of like a, a draft and a design it's not like all the way there uh but yeah th those in-season uh, in-season tournament courts though the wood floor i think helped balance the super bright but the the, mm -hmm. the ones where it was just so so much neon and like, like two slightly off well, yeah, isn't it just colors. isn't it just hard. terrible branding though like like okay like Here's the thing that we always talk about. You know, how many how many times have we talked about how other fan bases say how Rip, how dumb Rip City is, right? And it's like, well, Rip City wasn't for you. Rip City Rip City's for a Portland fan, just, right, just like right. just like mm -hmm. Heat culture is not for us. It's for a Heat fan, right? The whole idea behind building a brand is product recognition, right? So, uh, growing up in the '90s, okay, if I turn on if I turn on a game and I see that big red bull with white horns at center court, I know I'm watching a Bulls game, right? Same thing with the pinwheel. When I tune in and I see uh, five two eight zero i'm like uh what Who? <laughs> who's playing who's play and now i don't even know who's the home team because you know the the home team doesn't the, just the uniform like, doesn't match anymore yeah. right so it's like uh, who, I, what's going on here so branding i don't know weird i'm not branding, in the marketing department yeah, it's branding and courts aside i'm gonna have to agree with you keith and give it some hugs i'm borderline on giving it love because i love the fact that they're trying something different the execution may not have been there but it's year one as far yeah, as it's year one i mean it's I'm, I'm a big fan of them trying it i've thought yeah. for years putting a mid-season tournament instead of the all-star break would have been more entertaining it, they, they they serve different purposes you want to talk about branding failures too chris uh, as far as the all-star game all-star weekend stuff goes i think the in-season tournament like you said tim it, it made it important in the beginning of the year we were talking pre-show today about the point differential stuff and the tiebreakers and the idea that we're talking about that for games now or even that there's coverage like that was the point more than even some of the some of the failed branding i guess opportunities and it is weird when on one hand you're trying to do these real localized specific branding things but then you're also having very kind of like rubber stamp uh graphics like the trophy in the middle and i get that you're trying to make it like a you know a universal look for it i think we talked about this even on a previous episode tim that one of the ones that was the, uh lost to the abyss uh recently or maybe it was on our last one that got dropped i don't even know at this point uh but yeah the the it, it was it just seemed like they were trying to do too much they were they this was the season one it was like the pilot episode kind of thing you know where they were reaching in all directions of localized branding and cookie cutterness and the bright vibrant colors but I, I don't know. It's, I, I could I could enjoy it more in the future, especially if maybe Blazers play a little better on Tuesdays and Fridays. Well, it's, not, I mean, it's, not, it's not a complete fail, but here's the thing. Yeah. Before Tim gets to his point, because I'm going to get my point, then I'm going to go get my beer I left in the other room. Oh, <laughs> if, move. Worthy. I was hey, dude, you're lucky I signed on, man. I was sweating bullets <laughs> cleaning this house and I saw you guys were still on. Like I said, I thought I was getting on in like the last five minutes. I'm like, sweet. Keith text, he said, if you can come in, say hi at the end. I'm like, sweet, it's it's the end. They started up. No, I came in at the beginning and now I'm roped in because I'm an idiot. Yeah. Like, rookie moves all around. But here's my here's my thing. Here's my thing. If they can roll out all these courts and they all feature that in-season tournament trophy on it. It'll be an absolute miss if the Larry O'Brien is not back on center court in the NBA Finals where it belongs. Ah, ah, that's a great point. When do they take I'm that off? That. When do they stop doing that? Oh, it was a handful of years ago. It would be within the last 10. 
because it was on it was there. Recent. It was it yeah, was on okay. there during like the the Miami and San Antonio series. Pretty sure, yeah, um, a couple of those. But it had to be within like the last six or seven. But the NBA I Finals, totally it doesn't look as cool with just the final script uh, mm. in the corners. Like, no, get the Larry. It just, the, the trophy looks so cool because you just knew yeah. again, again, brand recognition. Like you just knew you tuned NBA Finals, man. I loved it, and I miss it. Bring it back, please. I like it. Okay, go get my beer. Now make my point now that Chris is gone. I don't think there was enough incentive. Like, yeah, get the give the players money. Okay, cool. But I liked the idea, and I think it was Ben Simmons, or Ben Simmons, Bill Simmons that came out with this before any of this even happened. Give some, like, draft incentive or something. I think I think draft is tough because a it's so calculated out already mm-hmm. like to, tr- to insert something extra is like a just a monkey wrench in the system. B just uh, add it, another pick. It's, Get another pick. That that's fair. That, just adding a pick might not be bad, but anything to do with the draft, you're still talking about that whole thing with you're asking players to care about investing in potentially their replacement and that's always gonna be tough sure as i think the the money thing matters i think you could do some sort of postseason incentive if we're gonna be changing things around as far as like the play-in tournament maybe you end up with a buy or something like that for the first round and the and yeah just something by, something like know, that would there, be there, great. there could be some form yeah but, but, it's, but I, I think it'd be tough to do with the draft but i think there could be something what what i would actually really like to talk to you about and i don't know if you were saving this for later but we're doing it now uh, the, it, since we're talking about the in-season tournament, the aggregate score is what it seems like they're going by. I was watching the Warriors and Kings game, and even if the Kings lost, if they lost by less than 15 points, they would still advance. That was a miss for me because, say, a team has a game and they lose by 30 points. Then they have a ridiculous uphill battle to climb just to advance. And I think that makes kind of the point. Well, but at the same time, like teams have a bad game. Be better. Yeah. It happens. I, I, I understand the be better, but dude, you can't you can't tell me maybe you can. I don't know. I personally don't <laughs> think it's fair for a team like call it injuries, just a bad night out. There are good teams that lose by 20 points, 30 points. Oh, for sure. On for any sure. given night. Yet they still have every opportunity to win the, the NBA title. I'm just saying, just, with, with this in-season tournament, maybe they should figure something else out. First of all, I, I just want to say that I love that Tim is already uh, learning about us around here, where he's like, you can't tell him. Well, maybe you can. Well, I was uh, looking that, that directly was, was at Chris. I know you guys can't tell. I was looking directly at Chris. <laughs> Don't discredit me. I'm, I'm, I'm No, I'm not discrediting uh, <laughs> you. I just know that Chris likes to play devil's advocate or tell me I'm wrong. You are correct about that. I think it's. I think he. Whoa, whoa, I think whoa, he just whoa. really I, likes telling people they're wrong. I like to play devil's advocate and tell Keith he's wrong. <laughs> I, li- I like you <laughs> the answer to your question i have no idea because the tournament's confusing to me uh, i know a reading comprehension is a thing and and uh, all that but uh, i just watch it and know that uh, teams get mad because thanks to these point uh, total thing people are breaking the unwritten rules and you know Joe Mazzulla okay with Joe Mazzulla and the Celtics playing hack a shack on uh, Andre Drummond <laughs> up thirty, which is pretty hilarious. But uh, yeah, it's a it's a, it's an interesting uh, situation. But hey, I, I 
that maybe the, maybe the kids love it, and we're just all out of touch. We all are all. You know, but I I do love it. I do. It's to me, it's a good first attempt. It's a good rough draft. What did we each give the in season tournament then? After we discuss this, I'm, I'm still a, giving it a hug. I'm maybe leaning towards love. See, that's exactly where I'm at. A hug, it, it's, borderline. It's a friendly warm. hug. It, yeah. it, it's a very a very friendly warm hug. It's like a it's like a you know, that'll do, pig. Good job. Chris, what kind of hug or others are you giving the IST? I'm giving it a hate mail. I think it's boring. He's giving it a hate <laughs> Okay, I, guess, I, guess I tried. <laughs> I'm not giving it a hug. I'm not loving it. I, I, I kind of hate it. It just doesn't Chris, what you missed? Stand out. What? What you missed when you went to go get your beers? I, I, you hate it. You think it's pointless, and and that that's kind of my point. Like the players are just playing for money, right? Like give it a different incentive. Give it like help the franchise, help the team. Don't just. But you can't do draft stuff. Right? I, I, like, look, they're, they're that gonna, was just an idea. I'm not saying you. No, no. That was good. just an idea like, that Bill Simmons had thrown out there before this even materialized. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Bill Simmons yeah, had had said, you know, have two two different tournaments, one on the East Coast, one on the West Coast, and you yeah. put in some draft incentive, blah blah blah. I thought it sounded great. Win winning team gets this custom made Louis Vuitton Boeing seven thirty seven. No man, <laughs> oh like, my like God. Keith, I liked what you said. Keith, I liked what you said about about giving them like a, a first round buy if they make the playoffs or something. I mean, we've already changed the structure with the playing uh, tournament or the playing games leading up. Like, I could see something like that, but again, like you you can't have it be something where you're giving a massive advantage to a team who hasn't earned like a top seed. You know, when the I, when the win the in season tournament get one less back-to-back -back next season than you had the previous oh, season. Oh, like, shit, man. Just, <laughs> oh, see, just that's do, actually interesting. Just do you see, win the you win the in-season tournament, give it some restrictions. Say you're on the, the cusp of making the play-in tournament, but you won the in-season tournament, so you automatically get the last spot. It's a tiebreaker like kind that, of thing. You know yeah, I mean? no, that, yeah, that's, that's, not a bad, yeah, that's not a bad idea. Like, I that's actually saying, not because... Like, as, as a tiebreaker, like uh, if you win... Yeah. The, like, every in-season tournament win is worth two, Right? So like if the sure. Bla the Blazers are three back of a team but they win an in season tournament game now they're one back because they won that that counts as two instead of one like little right. random I'm into it. like little things like that would be kind of kind of that's what I'm saying like it doesn't have to be huge just like something small to give your team an advantage like make it worthwhile to win the in season tournament yes next submission here Adam Silver he called out ESPN hey, I think this is almost a month ago uh, calling out ESPN for dumb coverage basically saying. Uh, they he wanted it to be more like NFL coverage where it was a little more analytical, a little more insightful, a little less of kind of these hot take machines like the Stephen A. Smith stuff. Uh, this is I, I'm saying straight up, this is getting my full on love. I know you're not in on it, Chris, but I, I definitely am in on the idea of trying to invest in some sort of changes to the way the product is delivered to us on the big uh, markets like the four letter networks and in, in in a way to encourage fans to learn more about the game, to learn more about what's actually happening, that it's not just about threes. That there's like, you know, there's so many people out there, the general fan that does not understand defense or understand uh, certain play calls or things like that. And you could get so much more out of the product if you did kind of take a page out of the NFL's book. I'm not quick to page blood sports like the NFL, uh, but 
it's they they definitely do something right with the coverage probably because they have these long pauses where there's nothing happening because it's boring uh but they can take all this time to break things down and really give fans a a, you know a kind of a layman's understanding of what's happening and that's lacking in the nba there's too many times that we are explaining to fans in discord or i'm explaining to family or to relatives who don't watch the game as close and they want to know hey what's going on with this not just the in-season tournament but just basic game stuff and i i think silver has a point here but it's gonna be impossible to do you can't change the way this is delivered like that it's it's such a it would be such a massive overhaul it just it seems completely unrealistic am i wrong go ahead tim keith the thing is not all fans fan the same this is true not all fans not all fans want the analytics some fans just want to watch the game for the dunks and the threes I I don't necessarily agree with Adam Silver. And as much as I dislike Stephen A. Smith, there's a place for that. And if you don't like that, don't watch it. I'm with you on that, but in the same way, like you can have we had Sports Center top ten. You you can get all of your highlight packages. There's plenty of platforms for that. We don't sure. need every talking head show to be just surface analysis. Like Here's, it wouldn't be horrible to have at least something where they dig a little deeper. You know, I I understand because there's nothing there's nothing that drives me crazier than having someone come at me about my take when they don't have the knowledge to back it up. When they don't know what they're saying. Not not <laughs> saying that I know everything. I'm just like. No, I know, no. Ba- I know a, bit, a little bit we about basketball, more. but, but yes. And I, I would like that. I'm going to give some credit to Lamar and Kevin right now, because I think there's yeah. a nice balance between the two where Lamar gives you some of that analytical approach where he explains the game and explains, you know, the, the theory of the game. Whereas Kevin is out there calling these spectacular plays and making you, you know, pumping you up. And exciting you right. about what you're seeing, and I, I just, I think there's a fine balance, and I don't think that, I don't think that the coverage bro, needs to bro. change. I, I, I'm not no, I don't think his statement was ever intended to say get Stephen A. Smith off the air. This was about too much of what's offered is surface, uh, like surface level. It, it not, there's nothing that actually digs I don't into agree, what though. makes the NBA. I don't agree. Like what, what what show are you watching that digs into the the analytics of playmaking? My my favorite show, my favorite show is NBA on TNT. And it doesn't necessarily dive into analytics, but you're you're listening to guys who know the game and they talk about the game But from you got a, you've got a dozen of those shows is all I'm saying. You you have plenty of shows where you have ex players or talking heads sure. doing surface level talk about any of the, the that night's games or the, the latest highlight reel. You have zero or maybe like half a show or a couple segments on a couple shows that pop up now and then. You don't have any consistent product where it's, it's it, like educating fans. So I, I'm not Keith, I don't think let me, Adam let me ask you was this. saying that Let me ask you this. And I'm not trying to throw shade at him. But when Corey Jez was introduced last season, did you think it improved the broadcast? When he was introduced at the beginning of last season, I thought he was a poor choice. And again, we talked about this on a previous episode uh, about kind of the evolution where they went from Corey Jez and they he wasn't very good. He kind of grew on a lot of us over the season. He was a little better. And the Blazers saw him as better enough at the end of the season that they replaced him with a more professional version of him in Tom Haberstrow. And now we're seeing how that goes. It's not perfect either. They've got a lot of speed bumps to get over with their their delivery. But that doesn't – if anything, this shows that – 
they have done the analytics uh, behind the scenes and they know that fans want this. They're trying to find ways to integrate this into the broadcast. And Adam Silver, the head of the league, is calling for it to be integrated into the non-NBA broadcast. He wants it on the four-letter network stuff too. So, oh, I'm saying so, I'm not saying the other stuff has to go away. You just need we need more of this somewhere because it's not out there. Let me clarify. Maybe this is this. Uh, let me clarify this discussion a little bit with some of the quotes from this article I'm looking at here. Uh, just linked it in our chat there as well. From Silver, part of my job is to take people who are fans of the game and, by definition, create interest in whoever the teams are that are most successful. I think where we can do a better job, and again, I'm not just pointing to the media here, is talking more about the game. My frustration a bit, I think sometimes the color commentary in our game gets reduced to this team wanted it more or this team tried harder. Silver sees how NFL analysis embraces the national awareness of the sport and covers every team. An average football fan knows what makes Joe Burrow great in Cincinnati or Josh Allen in Buffalo. Silver wants more of that out of ESPN, TNT, and other league partners. Uh, Silver says there's really complex defenses. What is the offense like? Why is this team losing the way they are? Why is this team successful? Explain what the pick and roll is. Explain what's happening on the court. I think maybe that gives a better idea. Of this right, like that's that's yeah, I think more because what I you're saying, you. like Kevin Lamar, they do a good job. They of do, it, they but do do a good job. About ESPN, but at the same, TNT. at the same time, like like that's a, it's not a broadcast problem as much as it is an individual yeah. broadcaster problem. Like mm-hmm. if, if you watch or like, network problem, like, like you ESPN. guys would call it out. Like if you were watching a Blazer broadcast and you heard Lamar go. Yeah, Minnesota just wanted it more than Portland tonight. You, that that is a lazy commentary, and it's also yeah, why, it is. and it's also why you've never heard Lamar say it, right? Well, but, it's just, but, it's just so, lazy. There is no such thing. Every team wants it the same. Like, but that's the point. We are blessed here with Kevin and Lamar, and they give us more than the average uh, NBA coverage team probably does. I think is what maybe part of the point is. But but again, I don't think. Just want to be clear, since this we're going both ways on this. The argument here, I don't think, is Silver saying the play-by-play caller and the color commentator for each local broadcast needs to be better at the details, although I think that would be nice if they were all more like Kevin and Lamar. He's saying ESPN and TNT, Charles Barkley, Shaq, Stephen A. Smith, you guys are giving dumb coverage. You're giving dumb, shallow coverage, and we need more. Well, I'm going to tell you this much, Keith. I only say this because I'm an NFL guy and you're not. Uh, I appreciate what Chuck and Shaq do compared to some of the NFL guys right now. Like like That's like fair. like uh, like, yeah. like Steve Smith. Well, it's like Steve Smith, right? Steve, not not Blazer legend Steve Smith, but uh, Carolina Panther legend Steve Smith. Like he goes on a broadcast the other day with CBS or whoever the hell he's working at, and calls out Jerry Judy, who's a wide receiver for uh, the Broncos, and basically just calls him a chump on air. Says he's trash and he's not good. Like, there's no analytics to it. He just calls him out because yeah, that's the way he played. He was a trash talker and he thinks he's still the best and he can go out there. And and and, and so he's actively bringing other athletes in the game down right now. And that's the depth of his analysis. And honestly, I think if Sha- like, like Shaq, and, Shaq and, and Chuck do a really good job, in my opinion, of doing like, like, yeah, like they, they say. Yeah, if they play they if they if they played in my era without saying yeah, if they played in my right. era, right, all the time. <laughs> but it's like they like like Shaq is not out there all the time. And going out there like, yeah, Scoo Henderson is having just a terrible start to the season and he's just absolute trash and he's a bust and the Blazers should have drafted him. He's just the worst player I've ever seen. He's terrible. Like that's what some of these NFL guys do, and it's stupid. Like it's just there's a like that's not even analysis anymore. Like like the NFL guys get like personal with some of these they're they're right, they're, they're right. and it's just like dude that's not what i want in my broadcast it's 
they, dude, what they, are you they, doing? Did you guys watch Ted Lasso? No. Yes. In, in one of the seasons on, on Ted Lasso, they had this where uh, Roy Kent, a former player in the in the show, is uh, being welcomed to the desk to to cover the league instead. And so you have these other guys that cover the the Premier League over there, and they use the actual people, which was a fun little kind of cameo, right? Uh, and you know they, it was they were giving their basic kind of generic formulated coverage back and forth, and Kent comes in with just he sucks, he shit, and all this kind of thing. And the whole point of the bit that they did with this over two or three episodes was ex- exactly what you're saying, Chris. That's the bottom of the barrel it didn't work for him he had to change what he was doing or he had just realized oh i don't enjoy doing this on tv i need to find a different way to engage with the sport and then he goes back with his team blah 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 spoiler happy ending but yeah that you're you're i think you're right on I, I think that would be even worse and so yeah chuck and uh shack they're they're good at what they do Stephen a smith is good at what he does and i again tim i don't think silver is saying that we can't have that being part of the equation but I think he's pointing out there's a vacuum, there's a gap for fans, like you're talking about, that all go to the post-market stuff, the podcast, the other websites, the basketball reference. All those fans that go to other sources for that stuff, he's saying we want that to be part of our network. That's, we want well, that on yeah, the ESPN, because it the makes him more money. <laughs> well, it also centralizes <laughs> it for the general fan, and you bring you you raise the 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 you raise the tide to to raise all ships, right? Damn it, Tim, yeah. you and your negativity. Tim no, the contradictor be, strikes again. Negative. I mean, he's a businessman. I get I get Silver wanting more, but I, I wouldn't act as if the product itself is just in shambles. Anyway. I would next, say it's that's top fair. tier, personally. Yeah, what's your next topic, bro? Yeah. It, it, it can be top tier, and we can still look to improve. Next topic for me. Oh, we already did the mac and cheese. Uh, already that one. My next topic for... Love hugs and hate mail was going to be injuries piling up. It's it doesn't really apply as much right now. We're seeing Scoot come back, Brogdon is back, Penny Simons is still down with the uh, UCL tear in his right thumb, uh, and Robert Williams III is down for the entire season, a patellar dislocation, uh, and he had an option for surgery uh, to end the season or trying to come back sooner, and he opted for the uh, the the, the player centric side of things, like taking more time off, and hopefully. Uh, we still see him here next year. <laughs> the player said, you, we'll well, get to that. you mean I don't have to come back this season? I'm still going to get 10 mil? <laughs> yeah, let's take that route. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that, that side. That's that's the player side I'm talking about. Uh, anyway, uh, injuries outdated uh, hate mail just because it's been a minute. But I did come with some fresh hate mail for you guys. Uh, and I uh, see again. I'm I'm saying hate mail when I shouldn't be. This is supposed to just be submitting to you for your your own judgment. I'm pretty sure once I say this topic though, you'll both know that it was gonna get my hate mail. Draymond Green suspended five games, the longest suspension uh, the longest suspension of Draymond's career actually five games. He will lose seven hundred sixty nine thousand dollars, just over three quarters of a million. Uh, it is also the second suspension for Draymond this season. This suspension comes for the, I mean, I was going to say headlock, but no, it was a chokehold on Rudy Gobert uh, in, in that game between the Warriors and the whatever team Rudy plays for, Timberwolves. I want to dive into a whole bunch of this, but first things first, surface analytics first, right? Let's start on the surface like ESPN does. Is five games enough? Five games? From what I saw, honestly, yeah. Yeah. I'm fine with five games. It's Seems I mean, five fun. games is a lot. Seems honestly, fine to me. five Seems games fine. is a lot. I think I think the punishment fits the crime. He didn't. He I, didn't I put don't... him to. He didn't put him to sleep. <laughs> Bro, that would <laughs> be that, that is true. That, that is Dude, true. If, if he put him to sleep, I mean, you're talking full season suspension, if you ask me. 
but no. Both, I both mean, the audio leaks of that, and like he has him in the headlock. He's like, make fun of COVID and touch a microphone now. And he <laughs> walks, in, <laughs> walks in the sleeper. <laughs> we were all thinking it, right? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I can't believe I did a whole, I did like a 17 uh, photo series on the Discord, breaking down this whole action about the the whole, like, you know, step-by-step -step sequence. 17 shots across like the eight seconds or whatever it was that uh, Draymond dragged Rudy 10 feet across the floor. And I didn't once think about having a line in there about, this is what you get for touching the microphone. Right. <laughs> that would have been so good. Uh, I love it. Should have hired me as a writer, baby. <laughs> to answer your question, though, Keith, I think five games is fine. I think that yeah, it, I think that fits the bill. I'm with you guys. I I don't I I would not have been shocked if it went for more. I would have been happy if it went for more because I do think you need you need to punish this harder than it's getting punished. And thankfully, I did hear a number of you know the ESPN and other talking heads that were talking about agree that it should have gone further. I, like Perkins, Jay Williams, uh, I think Barkley as well. I think some of those were talking it should have been ten games. But remind man, me again. This, Remind me again what prompted that. So, it started off with a uh, Clay and uh, McDaniel's, uh, Jaden McDaniel's. Is that right? Yeah. They were they were kind of going back. And this is in the this is in the first minute of the game, by the way, too. I don't think sixty seconds had gone by yeah, yet. No. It might have been in the first two minutes, but it was it was right at the beginning. Uh, and Jaden and Clay get into it. Uh, Clay pushes Jaden straight in the neck. Like first thing first is is Clay gets Jaden right in the neck there. Then McDaniels grabs Clay's jersey as he's falling backwards, tugs down hard, rips the jersey. Rudy then as the kind of scuffle comes together, Rudy comes over behind Clay. And I'm I'm not I'm not looking at video. I'm just doing this from memory because I've watched this many times now. Rudy comes over behind Clay and bear hugs. Like one arm over the shoulder, one arm under the armpit. Not around his neck at any point. Never once. Not despite what Steve Kerr said multiple times, not once did Rudy have his hands around Clay's neck. Not a single millisecond at all so he bear hugs clay from behind and he's pulling clay back just trying to break the, the fracas here obviously the thing that's been said by a lot of people you don't grab the other team you you grab your own player and pull him out you shouldn't be grabbing clay fair enough we've seen it happen plenty of times where players who are friends off the court grab someone on the other team no one headlocks them or strangle holds them and drags them across the court but whatever so rudy bear hugs clay not dragging him, not pulling him apart, just kind of standing there with him. And we're talking half a second of him having arms around Clay. Not even more than a second, or not certainly not two seconds. Draymond flies in like he's coming off the top rope of a wrestling ring. Like he comes from off camera. Uh, one arm around the neck here, other arm comes up here. Headlock, stranglehold around Rudy. Rudy's arms instantly come up this way. Eight and a half seconds of time here. Rudy is dragged more than 10 feet on camera uh, from where they are. You have Cat on the back of Dre, almost raising a fist like he's gonna punch him towards the end. You have Steve Kerr, Steve Kerr standing in front of Dre, waving his hands but not touching him at any point. I have no idea why Steve Kerr didn't want to get in there more. Uh, you had uh, Ant Edwards in there as well on the other side of Dre when they saw this all happening. There was all sorts of you know silly jokes being made by some of these shallow talking heads on ESPN and the rest about oh you know none of oh Pat Bev I think said none of these guys care for Rudy. They didn't even stand up for him. It's both like his players were right there on Dre's back literally raising fists but not going over the line because they have self-control that Draymond does not 
Draymond's career record here of nut kicks and arm flails behind him when when he's reaching for the ball in front of him, or pushing dudes from the ground, or tangling up his legs to try and stop someone else, or strangling someone and dragging them 10 feet across the floor. He shouldn't be in the league. He shouldn't have a contract. He has anger issues. He's like, I don't know if it's just emotionally stunted because he became so successful. The dude cannot handle himself. He has shown time and time again, he doesn't have the maturity to deal with being an NBA player. It drives me nuts. I cannot stand this guy. He's almost as bad as Kyrie, but at least he believes the earth is not flat. What does Draymond's actions do for Clay? He wasn't defending Clay. But the, the Clay didn't need defense. But Clay was wrapped up by Rudy Gobert. Bear hugged from behind on it, not, okay. not being moved, not even pressure on him for a half a second. You say, if that before the the it was actually it was actually a point six four seconds. T Keith timed it multiple times. Oh, oh. <laughs> Clay feels Rudy's long ass lanky arms. I mean, I'm sure he wasn't giving him a love hug. I'm sure he was holding him pretty tight. He was sending him hate mail. <laughs> I'm not justifying what Draymond did. From a teammate standpoint, if I were Clay, I know Dre's got my back. I mean, right? like literally and figuratively, he's got my back. If somebody's gonna wrap their arms around me, they're gonna get drugged ten feet by their neck. Okay, but do you, if you're a blazer, do you doubt any of your teammates have your back? And none of them have drugged a dude by his neck. They don't need to do that to prove it. I mean, no. But if like all it, I'm it's, saying he's is not qualified, man. He's something a psycho. Began to happen. Something began to happen. Right, and Draymond shut that down for Clay immediately. Dude, I mean, but in a completely non-basketball way, in a way that if if, if any yes. of us did this, you know, we, I'm not, we always I'm not saying I'm not saying it belongs in basketball. But if I had a dude wrapping his arms around me, and my teammate came and knocked his block off. I'd be like, all yeah, right, no, we're best buds no, now. No, for sure. It would be a fun thing to celebrate in the locker room and laugh about like off cameras and the rest, but it's not basketball. It's not something that should be belonging in the league and it certainly shouldn't be encouraged. We, we ran in baseball like the catchers were told, if someone rushes the mound, you better get to that player and get him down to the ground before he gets to your pitcher. Like, like, That's like, all you, 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 like, like, you like, protect your own. Like, as well. Not necessarily oh, yeah, no, get him yeah, to the ground. Yeah, yeah, you protect your own. So, so, and, yeah, and let's just be own. like, you a, also don't, you don't assault people. You protect your own. But like, it, it, the, I, I'm shocked that no one is like. I mean, we haven't made any malice of the palace malice in the palace references here, but like that's protecting your own too. Are we saying that like is that is that the bar? Is that, that was a little different. No. Rudy Gobert and every NBA athlete that signs the contract does not sign up with 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 knowledge and consent that they're going to be assaulted like that. This dude, you can't tell it, me that this was. All I'm saying no, is, why did he wrap his arms around the other player then? It's it's, it's not nearly that much of an offense, my man. It's not nearly serious enough to to like this is no. But things <laughs> tend to escalate. What about, what about the time? What about quickly. the time uh, Brad Miller would have died had Shaquille O'Neal connected with that right hook to the dome? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. and if, shit, if Shaquille did, happens. he should. If if Shaquille did, he should have spent some jail time for it. it it's a criminal offense. He should have faced time for it if he connected and did it. Our our tests. Uh, elbow to James Harden, like you know, with all the arguments back then about whether that was intentional or not. The, you, he, it wasn't like malicious, like looking for his head. But even then, there was conversation about, "Yo, this dude has so little control that we need to think about." Like he was suspended for it. We need to think about his place in the league. Draymond is so much worse. He has a track record of it, and this incident alone. 
it's it's this is not basketball, guys. This is not something that is excusable because he was looking out for his teammate or because he's like loyalty to your guys. This is not that. I just think you hate Draymond. That's I mean, it's fair. You hate I, him. I, right? Oh, I no, I I I mean, hate it. Hate is a, a crazy word to use for uh, some sports celebrity idiot that I don't know, but completely dislike and have no respect for anyone who acts like that in any setting. Yeah, you can't. There, the, all the all the silly things we hear about, like I from do. players often, right? Uh, about saying, you know, oh well, if uh, if if you expected anyone in any other job to be okay with this kind of like when they're talking about free agency and all the rest of that kind of thing, if you did this in any other job, you would be in jail. You'd be in jail. That's all there is to it. I don't know. Call me, if call me crazy. Person in the cube next to call me, me put crazy. me in a chokehold. I wouldn't press charges. <laughs> okay, guy does something that breaks unwritten rules. So pitcher throws a ninety-five mile an hour fastball to his rib cage. Like, you know, like it had like I, sports are so sports are it so happens, unique man. to me. Like like comparing throwing sports a baseball, to, an isolated throwing a baseball, a single incident where it's actually like in. I mean, I I get that that's not part of the game. Throwing a baseball as an as a single isolated incident of revenge versus dragging a dude publicly over like ten seconds in front of the teammates on the rest. There, there, there's a level of humiliation here. Like ha- it's okay. not the same. Man. I have to agree a little bit with Keith. <laughs> Forget the humiliation. It, it is a little I mean, different because in baseball, you're you're technically the pitcher is using a oh, projectile so weapon. Okay, yeah, that's a little oh, different. I have to agree with bitch. Keith. It's a little bit different, but not to discredit your point that that hurts. That's what I'm, it does. I'm not. No one's arguing. No one's more, arguing that a hell of a lot more than a bear. No one's arguing but, pain threshold. But, but, that's but, not but, the qualification. But, but, and, and, and this is not some false equivalence. It's it's Team X did something I don't agree with, so I am retaliating against said team. That's exactly what Draymond did. I no, but, but Draymond didn't. And you see this happen over. in Major League Baseball all the time, and what happens? But, Player gets thrown okay. out because it's not supposed to happen. It's, it's just like some 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 things uh, like happen because of the intensity and emotion that happened within these games. Like if, I'm, if like, Draymond, if, if Draymond uh, saw clay grabbing or saw Rudy grabbing clay and did like the Andre Miller to Blake Griffin thing where he just sprints up and just trucks him and just knocks him off his feet. That's like throwing the baseball. If, 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 a, if a pitcher threw a baseball hit the dude and then threw another ball and another ball. And then his teammates came over like, yo, stop. And his coach comes like, yo, stop. And other team, like other opposing teammates are like, stop what you're doing. And he keeps throwing baseballs. That's what Draymond did. That's the difference. It's just, it's a sustained I, I, I th- malicious I, 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 thing. I, th- man. I think some of this is just for your, your pure, uh, your pure no, hatred it's, it's just of Draymond. Sustained malicious. Hey, acts. If I can break this, if I can break up this love fest here real quick, <laughs> all, all I want to say here is that you can call me old school or or callous or whatever, but I'll be damned if I wouldn't love someone like that on the Blazers. <laughs> so Give me somebody who who's gonna who's gonna put the fear of God into somebody on the other team. Give me somebody like that. You you get you give me an Andre Miller again, like I said with the Blake Griffin move, where he, he gets hit in the back and feels he wasn't justified and didn't get any love from the rest, and he just takes it into his own hand, goes down the other end of the floor, and trucks him through the back. Give me that guy all day. I don't need someone me, who's well, okay, throwing fists or, or going about, way beyond then, like, basketball about, and getting ejected every game. Okay, but well, then what about what about Nikola Jokic's like? That backside cheap, cheap shot on, cheap on, on Morris. That like, was a very, yeah, that was a very cheap shot. That's worse to, to, to me. To me, that move is worse that's than the, worse. again this chicken <laughs> chokehold that he did. I agree that the pain level is not the same, and I would agree that the Jokic thing is a much bigger flare of like, oh, you lost your cool 
to the like if if he had a a, a lid on it here, it went all the way past it. Like Jokic lost his cool way worse. But uh, the big thing for me with this is. Draymond had half a dozen dudes, his friends, his coach, and the opponents all in his face, all right next to him, saying stop, and he didn't time. stop. No, it doesn't. Ten seconds, bro. It does not. It does. They do not keep going. It's this to do that kind of thing and not think to yourself, oh, I should let go, or oh, Clay's not in danger. I'm not protecting my teammate anymore. Oh, I'm on national TV, and everyone is seeing me do this. None of that occurred to this. Not one bit, not one see, second for see, ten seconds, man. See, that's it, it, it's you, too, it's too much. See, you want to talk? You want to talk about ESPN commentary and be and be in what you want? Like you just called you just called Draymond Green this. Like this, yeah, this is obviously this is obviously your no. This he's is obviously not unbiased. This is obviously I, just your I'm, own I'm personal not hatred toward Draymond Green. Like I don't give, I, I don't give two. I don't, like this is Draymond Green. It's who he is. Uh, I I don't think he is uh, anything more or less. And analyze it that way. Like it's like I get it. Like I've said this a million times. That's why I'm on this thing. You're you're a passionate dude, Keith. But if you if you don't think your personal hatred for Draymond Green is not clouding the way you're viewing this incident. I, think I never said I was unbiased. I think I have never once said I was unbiased. That's fair. That's fair. I'm just saying, <laughs> if you don't think that your own personal hatred ain't clouding, like you're, you're lying here. And that's okay. No, as long as you admit it, it's okay. I have no problem. I have no problem owning that. I hate this. Uh, no, again, hate's the wrong word. Because uh, there's no need to hate uh, an entertainer. Dislike. I, I have zero respect for the the personality, the character, the the fortitude, or the player of Draymond Green. That's fair. I love you guys though. You're both great. You're awesome. Listen, listen. I I have quotes here. I have more from Zach Lowe and Austin Rivers and Dre himself on all this. And I was even gonna then compare it to how the NBA is treating the Kelly Oubre stuff or the Josh Giddy stuff. We don't. We we we've had enough tangents. We don't need to go all, all down well, all those uh, like no one. Like, I'm not denying the fact that Draymond has a reputation that precedes him, right? And that is that is sure. ludicrous. Uh, but this idea that that like you got to be completely honest with yourself. That was the that was one of the weakest. Again, air quote chokeholds the world has ever seen <laughs> like I, I'm I'm not thinking that Rudy was like gasping for air. The only but, person yeah. who thought that was a legit chokehold and he was a badass at the end of it was draymond freaking green <laughs> like, like i mean might, might as okay, well that, have been that's, the that's cross-faced chicken wing he put him in man where, where where do you put this one on on draymond green's mount rushmore of stupid ass <laughs> dumb moves that he's pulled in the nba where do you put is this ranked in the top four uh, I don't know. I think yeah. a couple of those. Nu- uh, 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 let's see. The uh, Stephen kick- Adams nut shot. The LeBron kicking, nut shot. Kicking a dude in the groin in the NBA Finals, knowing that's going to cost you a game, was pure stupidity. The Stephen Adams ones was was pure stupidity, uh, and per- I think his worst one when it comes to just stupid act by stupid person. Uh, that, that that stomp on Sabonis that he pre- oh that was just where I was yeah. landing oh the chest no stomp. it was yeah. an obvious Not stomp on the guy that's yeah. ridiculous so uh, and yeah. if if you guys if you need to review this at all I did post his career lowlights in the uh, chat in the Discord here <laughs> I see it uh, <laughs> no yeah the, the the stomp was bad too man uh, Tim did you have a, a do you put this in your top four. No. See, maybe that's part of this. I don't. Maybe that's part of this is just as far as the perspective and how we view these incidents. This sure. is the worst to me. This is worse than a kick in the nuts. This is a mm. the, the, the chest stomp is maybe up is there. Punching his, 
I think the worst is punching his teammate during practice. That's pretty bad personally. too. But again, like that's that kind of falls into the category like you talked about earlier. Where that's like but the boys, the boys are boys kind of like among teammates. Sometimes teammates scuffle. Like to me, that's more excused. The chest yeah, stomp, but, but is you maybe can, the second you can worst. say sometimes professional athletes scuffle. Yeah, but Rudy didn't. You could say the same. Rudy's thing, not. Keith. But Rudy's not on his team though. Rudy didn't say, like the teammates doing it this. Doesn't like, matter. Shit. They're okay, both. See, now we're gonna both... get sucked back into it. <laughs> all right, all right. We've covered it. We've covered enough love. Oh wait, did we get what? What did you guys give uh, Draymond for the love hugs or hate mail? Are we giving? Are we giving the suspension? Hate mail. Love hugs or hate mail, or or Draymond himself? Oh, okay. So in my notes, when I wrote this down, what did I did I write? It was about uh, Draymond. Doesn't matter. Change it. Let's improv. Okay, I, I wrote it. I, I wrote it as Draymond suspended. His suspension? It, it did, yeah. Is that what you wanted, or do you want to just be Draymond? <laughs> Which way were you going? I mean, can I just be indifferent? What's indifferent? Hugs? Probably hugs. Probably giving me a hug for for how defensive I maybe giving Chris. I, a hug I'll give for you. Kind of I'll give up. you a hug. I, I will. I will give you a hug for you having to take on this tag team right now. Uh, <laughs> it is what it is. I'll take that. I will take that hug. <laughs> uh, I'm all gonna, the hate for Draymond. I'm gonna, okay. I'm, well, I'm, this is obvious. I'm going to give Draymond a hug so he knows how Rudy felt. Oh, that'd be perfect. <laughs> you, you give Draymond a hug. Quick wit on Chris. You give Draymond a hug, and then I will come flying in with a headlock, uh, or sorry, a uh, chokehold around you. So then, uh, you Draymond will know how how Clay felt, I guess. Then you will know how Rudy felt. I will be Draymond. Oh my God, that's too far. No, we can't do that. That's too much. Okay, we may have taken some of the jokes in this episode a little too far, but we're taking it no further. We're cutting it off there. That is the end of the episode for now. I just want to say to all of you listeners out there listening that uh, about that whole we're back for weekly episodes that I boasted about in the intro to the last posted episode, we will be. We will be back here for weekly episodes. It's just been a big month of tech difficulties that screwed up multiple recordings out over you know, the last month and change. Uh, I think we've got it mostly handled now. We're getting back on track. And as far as this recording this was a three and a half hour recording session so the love hugs and hate mail that you have now listened to was the first hour and a half we will have another episode posting later this week that will include the listener questions that we got from our discordians come and check out the discord uh link is in the episode description as well as talks on the defense the coaching and checking in with all of our players after nearly 20 games of play which would have been a follow-up to our predictions that we made earlier uh before the season started about the same guys but that episode is lost to the void thanks to those tech difficulties i mentioned and thanks to yours truly but that aside the second half of this session will be released in a few days midweek keep an eye on your podcatcher apps for that and in closing your honorable listeners that's it that is our show thank you as always chris burkhardt and tim johnson and thank you odar for these fat beats and thank you listeners for a great listening we hope you enjoy your blazers your rip city basketball and our latest episode please come and join the fun on the trailcasters discord the link is in the episode description Thank you again, and please come back for the next edition of The Trailcasters.